Welcome to the Department of Health and Exercise Studies Talk 8 at State podcast with your host, Eliza Barsanti. Macy Kolb is a lecturer in the Health and Exercise Studies Department here at NC State. While she's relatively new to the department, it is clear that she's already made a tremendous impact on students in her short time here. Today, we're sitting down with Macy to talk about her unique journey into the world of health and exercise studies and some of her best health and wellness tips. Also, in honor of International Women's Day, we'll be talking a bit about how the experiences of women in the fitness field have changed and are still changing over time. Okay, so today we are sitting down with Macy Kolb, who is a lecturer here at NC State in the Hess Department. Macy, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, I'm Macy. I'm excited that we are doing this. I'm so excited to share a little bit about our department and about my experience with the department and what we can offer students, most importantly. Amazing. Well, thank you for being here. So, Um, Let's start with a little bit about you. So how did you become interested in health and wellness? And what did your journey to teaching these subjects to college students look like? Well, it started actually really early. I started gymnastics, I think I was around eight years old, and just really became interested in how the human body moves. Um, You know, how, as I got into high school, you know, what was really happening physics-wise, for me to be able to fling myself in the air and flip around and land. And, you know, how does all of that work biomechanically? Um, Not that I had the term biomechanics yet, but I really started to think about that, I guess, probably around high school age. I also started dancing in high school. Um, So I was a little late bloomer with dance, but they put in dance classes at the gym I was doing gymnastics at. And I thought, well, you know, that would actually probably help me really further my performance skills and fine-tune things. So I went ahead and got into some dance classes, jazz, ballet, uh, all of that, tap, and really kind of fell in love with that as well. In college, I really thought about going for exercise science as an undergrad, and I was intimidated, actually, and this is kind of funny, I was intimidated by the anatomy course and decided instead that I wanted to go communications. So with communications, started taking a lot of the dance classes just for credit and just for fun, got on the dance team as well, decided I wanted to declare a dance minor and ended up having to take anatomy <laughs> for the dance minor. But at that point I was so close to graduating and I got through anatomy just fine. There was nothing to be scared of. Um, I got through anatomy and I have goodness, I think that was my senior year. So, I mean, I had to go ahead and graduate really with this, with the communications major. And I did really work in communications. I worked actually in radio advertising sales for 12 years wow. while I was teaching fitness in, on the side. Yeah. So, you know, I did use the communications degree and I think I still use it because a lot of what we do honestly really is communications uh, as far as being in front of the students, talking to the students, helping the students. So it's, it's come in handy, but I worked in radio advertising in several different radio markets for a while and was always teaching fitness on the side at a YMCA or at a private gym or what have you. Um, And there came a point where there was the opportunity to go back to school and 
I did it as a non-traditional student. I was in my 30s when I went back and went back and got the master's in exercise science, took a lot of anatomy then <laughs> and uh, still survived, thankfully. But so yeah, don't let one class intimidate you from a major if you're listening to this because it, it really will be fine. You might have to study, but it'll be fine. Uh, but you know, went back, <clears throat> really fell in love with the anatomy, the biomechanics, how the body moves again, really just solidifying what I kind of knew when I was younger but I just had to take my own little path to get there. So, so that's really, and then I still worked in consumer fitness a lot. Um, I've been a personal trainer for years, had a personal training, goodness, um, my personal training license, I don't even know how many years I've had that, um, several. Anyway, so I've been a personal trainer for years. Um, also have a cycling, like an indoor cycling spin certification, yoga, Pilates, um, and then some other things like TRX, things like that on the side, but really got into it, got into that, started doing that full-time, really pretty much full-time while I was still in school and then continued with the gym I was working at, just added hours after I got my degree. We did consumer fitness, personal training, one-on-one, -on -one, small group, group classes, and we also did um, corporate wellness. So we would actually go into different businesses and whether or not the person had repetitive tasks, maybe they were working in a factory or something like that, and we needed to kind of rebalance their body that way, or could have been a person who was sitting at a desk a lot, because we know that that's not healthy. So really working into how can we help them benefit and, you know, use exercise to make their day-to-day -day life functionally more healthy. So, and that kind of brought me here, and that's what I was doing when I moved to Raleigh. I was doing just personal fitness. And um, really when I was an undergrad, I decided I really, or not undergrad, grad school, when I was in master's program, that's kind of when I started thinking toward teaching at the college level. So that was kind of full circle there. Yeah, that's so cool. What a unique like journey. And also it's so cool to think about how many people you've impacted along the way. Like now you're teaching students who are in college, but like also, you know, in the corporate setting and mm -hmm. that one-on-one -on -one training there's you've impacted so many people's lives it's so crazy to think about I and hope so yeah definitely um wow oh, what a great answer so, <laughs> um moving on from learning about just the details of your journey um yesterday was international women's day right yes <laughs> um, Yes. So in general, um, with all of these experiences in the fitness and wellness field, what has your experience been like as a woman in this field? I think it's really changed over the years. My gosh, when I started being interested in fitness, it was really like Denise Austin, still Jane Fonda around. They were wearing the leotards with the tights and that, you know, everybody was this cookie cutter body image um, that we know doesn't fit everybody. And I think everybody really was trying to just fit from what I remember of the 80s. And I was, I wasn't super young. Um, I wish <laughs> I was still fairly young in the 80s. And, you know, I had those videos. I had like buns of steel, abs of steel, Denise Austin, this. Um, and then it was still for women. I feel more so about weight. You know, how much do you weigh? And that was like that indicator on the scale. We weren't really trying to build muscle. We weren't really trying to be athletic necessarily. 
but we wanted to look good in those little leotards. <laughs> so thank goodness that era has passed, um, I must say. Now I feel like the body, I think the biggest the biggest shift that I've seen is the body awareness and the acceptance of different body types with women and men probably too. Um, but the acceptance of different body types in fitness and wellness and the idea that really any body type can be healthy. So yes, there are things that you need to do. You do want to stay active so that your body's in balance. You do want to eat so that your body gets the nourishment it needs. Same as putting gas in your car. You know, you want to just pay attention to those types of things and really take care of yourself, but you don't have to fit into this cookie cutter mold anymore. And we as instructors don't have to fit into this cookie cutter mold anymore, which is really great. And I, that probably really did impact women more than men. Um, you know, and it was kind of when I started going into fitness, it was more, you know, the women are the ones teaching the aerobics classes and the women are the ones teaching yoga classes. And the women are the ones teaching just the lightweights, not the heavyweights. You know, women didn't touch the heavyweights. And now that is all, thank goodness, changed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you really see women instructing all sorts of different activities now. And it doesn't seem like the gender roles are quite as, um, quite as defined, which is really, really nice. Because goodness, I know women who are great at weightlifting and great at, you know, soccer and great at all these other sports that, aren't, I guess, if you can make air quotes on a podcast, were women's sports um, before. So I really see in the gender line starting to blur, which is wonderful and wonderful, I think, for students wanting to get into a certain activity, too. They don't have that, hopefully, they don't feel like that's holding them back. They can get into what activity they want to do and, you know, get fit that way because it, it's all about having fun with what you're doing to stay active. Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad that the industry's definitely gone through that change because it's something that I've benefited from and I'm sure I I know that lots of other people have. So that's awesome. Absolutely. And you know, I think it's gone the other way too, which is really cool. I've seen a lot of men become really great aerobics, yoga, Pilates right. instructors. So, so I think the lines are blurring both ways, which is wonderful. Yeah. So important. So mm -hmm. um so kind of going along with that, I know there's a, there's a high ratio of women to men in the HES department at NC State specifically, mm -hmm. um, something like around 48.5% women, something like that, yeah. which is awesome. And I'm wondering um, what that experience has been like for you, having a lot of um, other women supporting you. Oh, wonderful. And I think it kind of goes back to what we just talked about. You know, there are women teaching a big, diverse amount of the classes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everything from racket sports to yoga and dancing and, you know, there women teach a lot of the, the different classes here. And I think that's really nice to see. We have a diverse faculty as it is. And, you know, the fact that it is um, really almost 50-50 really shows, I think, that and having been through the hiring process recently myself. Mm -hmm. um, I know that they really take a lot of time to find somebody who they think is going to be a good fit for, first of all, the classes that are being taught, and secondly, for the department as a whole. And yeah. I think our department reflects that because it is very diverse and it is kind of a 50-50 split. So you can tell that, you know, in the hiring process, they have picked out the person, emphasis on the word person, didn't have to be a man or a woman, that doesn't seem to matter when they hire. 
but they picked the best person for the job. And I think that's how we've ended up with the split. They're very careful hiring. And we just get to get the best person, no matter what it is that has to be taught or what position that that person is being hired for. I feel like they're not seeking a man or they're not seeking a woman. They are seeking a faculty member. That's awesome. I mean, and also, again, so important today. Um, So like you just mentioned, you recently went through the hiring process. Um, You're relatively new in the department. So um, what surprised you and what have you enjoyed the most so far? You know, definitely the students. Um, And I think that that's that's probably the answer to both. Um, Our students are wonderful. They are fun to work with. Absolutely the most enjoyable part of my job um, is getting to interact with students. And I'm so happy that we are back in the hybrid format at least this semester and get to see each other in person. So hopefully things keep going great that way. But what really I think surprised me is the seriousness of the students for even these types of classes. And, you know, I'll even kind of look out as I'm teaching a class and say, you know, maybe we're in yoga class or dance class. I say, you know what, it's okay to smile. This can be a fun class um, because they're very, very serious. They want to get a good grade. They want to do well. They want to learn the skill that they signed up to learn. And sometimes I have to remind them that we're also here to have fun. And we want the department to be fun. We want our classes to be something that the students really look forward to going to. Of course, they're going to be doing work to get the grades in class. But that work really should make them feel good. So, yeah, definitely. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I loved my Hus classes. I know for sure. Um, and yeah, it was something that you know you you had to put the work in. But kind of just like any other class, you know, it should be like a positive, gratifying experience. And that's awesome. Yeah, that's what we try for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite class to teach? I don't know if you're allowed to say that. Do you have like a favorite subject? I don't know. I, I, I'm Jesse Rowe. I think, well, most of my background, well, not most of my, the, I guess the most background I have, like the, the subject that I'm the most trained in is yoga. And what I love about that one mm-hmm. is it would really be hard to pick a favorite, but I like yoga because there are so, it's, it's a very diverse practice. You can do the movement part the actual yoga poses, which is what we really think about when we think of yoga. We think about on mat doing the poses, but we also teach students different yoga theories that may help them shape the way that they think about the world, that they think about their interaction with the world and with other people. We teach them meditation and relaxation techniques and um, who in college does not need to learn how to relax, right? So, you know, I think that that one is, that one's probably the most inclusive and in that if you don't really, um, if you don't really fall in love with the movement aspect of it, there are so many other aspects of it that students can take, hopefully away from their college experience into whatever they do next and still use as a benefit to, you know, just, help them navigate life because mm. it, it can help any of those techniques that's awesome yeah there's something in it for everyone we yeah. love that. Yeah. I um I took yoga my sophomore year with coach Renee yeah. Harrington and yeah. one of my favorite classes so yeah, she's great 
Yeah. So um, I guess we're going to close out with kind of a fun question. Um, what is your biggest health and exercise tip right now? Um, you know, it could be anything. It could be related to health and exercise, or we can we can add wellness in there. Do you have any big big tips? Well, I think if I stick with health and exercise, which I can do, especially now that um, the weather is getting really nice, I find that, and this was going really back to my personal training days, mm-hmm. I find that if you find an activity that you love, that you look forward to doing, that you like, that you're more you're more inclined to go do it when you have free time. So I always tell people who are like, you know, I want to get into exercising, but I don't know what I want to do with it. Well, find something that you enjoy and then you'll look forward to doing it. Then you will do it. I mean, I hate to run on a treadmill. Personally, I I do not like running on a treadmill. I'll run outside. That's fine. I hate treadmills. So if I have on my calendar schedule that I'm going to run on a treadmill, I will find, I'll clean house. I will do laundry. I will do anything except for run on the treadmill. But if I have on my agenda, I'm going to go mountain biking, which is one of my favorite things to do. I'm my house might be a complete disaster, but I'm going mountain biking. So, you know, find something that you like to do, schedule it in. And that's, that's healthy for your body. It's also healthy for your mind. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like you were mentioning earlier, like taking time to relax as a college student. Like I think, you know, exercise can be one of the most relaxing, just mind clearing experiences. Um, Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for sitting down with us today, Macy. This has been amazing. Um, Thank you. To learn more about the NC State HES faculty like Macy, who are trailblazing in the world of health and wellness, visit hess.dasa.ncsu.edu. Take a look at the full list of courses and see if you find some new motivating health activities that you love to do, just like Macy mentioned. Stay healthy, stay active, and go Pack!